podcast informs listeners that the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed solely belong to the host and not necessarily to their employer or any other group of individuals. It is not a research report. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell any security. It is for informational purposes only and should not be construed otherwise. Good evening. It's October 19, 2019. And in today's topic, I wanted to share the lesson of Robert Wilson. Robert Wilson, you may not have known him, is one of the best short sellers. He's so legendary that he, um, Robert Wilson is in the leagues of Warren Buffett, John Templeton, and so forth. His net worth uh, peaked at $800 million, most of which he donated to charity. I didn't know why he uh, killed himself. Uh, He leaped from his building at age 87. Uh, But he was a very renowned philanthropist, Robert Wilson. And his adventures as a short seller are worth studying. Today, this morning, I recall that I mentioned that there was a 666. So what was the 666? There were 6% drops in Netflix, Boeing, Johnson & Johnson uh, for many different reasons. And a person commented inside the group that great thing, good thing that I shorted Boeing. Now, I'm not saying that it was... um, right or wrong of course the market already told you that you were right um it really was hell last night netflix was down six percent boeing was down six percent netflix people were scared about the competition for boeing they have misled the faa about the 737 max safety for johnson and johnson was down six percent because fda found asbestos in baby powder so these trio, as well as really huge declines throughout the IGV names, things that we have been seeing since September, and more so this October, shows no saving for software names. In particular, Atlassian, which is a work productivity pl- platform, had earnings and revenues beating numbers, but was still punished down to close 111. It wasn't thus a surprise that Slack also got sold down 9%, which is the weakest close for the month at $21.80. So let's explain about how what's happening in the market. Well, momentum for unprofitable high-growth companies continues to be on the downside, which is why it should also be noted that even Roku could not defy the general market movement anymore. For a while, Roku stayed afloat at 130 to 133, but after failing to break the 140 mark, it peaked at 139. It has also quickly dropped 129 or $10 down. So here's the thing. Should any investor actually learn shorting? Well, cybersecurity stocks fell a lot. Yes, mabilis patumbahin. Generally, in my view, all the unicorn IPOs sold by Masayoshi Son to the, pl- to the public were the easiest to short and to fail. And so, the concept of shorting is really that stocks go down fast, but stocks go up slow. That is an everlasting fact. 
From a short side perspective, the best sector to short are IGV-related names. That's why they have been selling down since September. Individual company strength lang naman, that slack could defy the general gravity, but the sector itself is bridled with, bridled with a lot of red bearish candles because this sector is teeming with many high price-to-sales ratios and cannot be defended with enough profitability. Kaya sila yung poster child for excessiveness, excessive valuations. The kinds that Masayoshi Sun peddled, but the market considered toxic kasi madali talaga sila bentahan. In fact, the 2019 batch of IPO is essentially the unicorn valuation IPOs. Thus, if you like shorting, your arena should really be shorting all the 2019 batch IPOs kasi sila yung not profitable yet highly, highly valued madaming downside. Datadog is an example. You know that this is a good company, pero they IPO that $10 billion even went as high as $14 billion, and Cisco was only willing to pay at $7 billion. Possible, possible din naman na umangat or not, but a lot of IPOs are dropping 50% down from their peaks, primarily because of valuations. Um... Of course, the shorters have finally rejoiced, even beyond meat that a lot of short sellers initially had been losing money, finally made money. Kasi $100 pa lang, they were already shorting. And $200, they shorted even more. So finally, they won. Now, I just don't know how much premiums the people who shorted had to pay, but agree naman tayo na we should never even see this name trade more than 50 to 100 price 100 times price the sales. So, talaga namang marami talagang kaguluhan sa IPO market. So, pwede natin pag-usapan si Robert Wilson. Okay, these are, I shared the article inside the inner circle. Um, the title is Lessons from a Legendary Short Seller. I wanted to read a few things about this famous short seller. Wilson said, I never wanted to get up in the morning hoping that things would be getting worse. Optimism pays. Tapos ito pa. Many managers prefer to wait until the short has already cracked and press it on the way down. As famed short seller Mark Cohodes commented, I never ever ever get involved in what I would call open-ended situations. I have avoided pie-in-the-sky names. To use an analogy, I'm not interested in climbing into a tree and wrestling the jaguar out of the tree. I'm interested in someone shooting the jaguar out of the tree, and then I will go cut the thing apart once it hits the ground. Instead of open-ended situations, I like to short complete pieces of garbage with fraudulent management and horrifically bad balance sheets. I look for change. I look for, if this goes away tomorrow, will anyone miss them? What do they do well? So I generally agree with Cohodes and found better risk-adjusted returns in shorting cheap value stocks rather than parabolic growth stories. A talented bear like Wilson would have generated the bulk of his returns on his shorts, wouldn't he? Apparently not. Generally speaking, when he was asked if he made money on his shorts, he said, 
From the beginning to the end of it, throwing in the resorts, I may have broken even on my shorts. So there's a real lesson that you had them there. Essentially, it was just a bit of a hedge. Absolutely. Shorting only permitted me to make a, a lot more money on the long side. It extended me the comfort level to be more aggressive on the long side. It's not just comfort. It's a matter of if the market collapses, I still have a lot of money. This sentiment is echoed by Chainas who recently stated, A good short portfolio allows you to be more long, net long. And that's the crux of what we do. It enables our investors and ourselves to be more long, whether it's passive investments or stocks we select. There's a two-fold takeaway here. The greatest short sellers barely break even, and the primary goal of short selling should be to provide cash in a sell-off and let you back up the track on your longs. So I made this podcast illuminating to you that generally, you know, the people who created so much wealth, um, it was never their short thing. In fact, um, let me share to you the most catastrophic short play in modern times of this legendary investor, uh, Robert Wilson. In 1978, Wilson had a disastrous experience shorting Resorts International Casino Company. Forbes even dubbed this the most catastrophic short play in modern times. So, just to give you a perspective... Wilson shorted 200,000 shares in 1978 at $15 and watched them hit $190 three months later, an enormous loss on paper. So why, why did uh, Wilson lose so much? Wilson covers the stock all the way up due to margin calls, losing millions in the process. Incredibly, he still managed to generate 25% return that year, which he estimated would have been 50 to 70% up without the resort's international loss. So, in the, um, let's see the reasons why he failed here. So, Wilson reasoned that gambling wouldn't catch on in Atlantic City in the 1970s. Jet travel was picking up, people could easily fly to Las Vegas instead. Ironically, he has since been proven correct. But this is a testament to the old investing adage that being too early is indistinguishable from being wrong. So Wilson's interest in Resorts International was peaked when the company's earnings went from something like a $600,000 in a year to an understated $50 million, he recalled. So the market believed that the firm had a first power, uh, powerful first-mover advantage and a sustainable monopoly. Wilson felt otherwise and believed that competition would rapidly pressure the high margins. That's why he shorted this. This was an enormous mistake because uh, Wilson's mistake was anticipating government expediency when in reality, it took years for the new casinos to be approved. So before the competition could catch up with Atlantic City, that competition being Las Vegas, he, um, he had to lose a lot of money initially because of the timing. So, um, so there is a misguided notion among investors today, perfa- perhaps after the big short and other tales of wild riches gained, 
during the 2008 crisis, especially with all this talk about recession 2020, that the real money is made on the short side. Um, I would say that a talented bear like Wilson generated the bulk of his returns mostly on a net long position. So um, if you read through the reviews and the people who actually made money, um, just to give you a concept, if you wanted to really study Mr. Uh, Robert Wilson, he's a guy who usually has 200 stocks at a time, long and short, but he's usually, he said that he's always net long. So he he's long more than what he is short into. I don't know the reason why he committed suicide. Um, Robert Wilson leaped to his death at 87. He was a legendary investor. He has this book, uh, Killing the Market. It was, um, it was a 2000 book. His hedge fund carries 200 positions all the time, long and short. He turned $15,000 into $800 million without partners between 1958 until year 2000. So 42 years. He leaped to his death, 2013. And he was America's most important philanthropist, giving away $700 million before his death. It's an amazing story, amazing man. Um, I'll share uh, a few links about this guy's interviews. And I hope that this teaches you that you may have the cojones to want to short the market, but maintain that long positions. If you're um, worried, you short only so that you could have cash when the market does fall. So it's really more of, if you're afraid, there's always a way to go into cash. Thanks.